Do you speak English? English? No. Mi nieta se cayó a través del piso. Vivimos en la calle 9, número 529. I am not getting an address. Are you using a cell phone? What is your address? Um, addresso. I need addresso. I don't understand. Speak English. Is there someone there that speaks English? Can someone help me here? Does anyone speak Spanish? I'm sorry. No Spanish. English. Call back with... I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. Please, please call back with someone who speaks English. Since its earliest beginnings, one of America's greatest enduring strengths has been its inclusion and integration of individuals who speak a variety of different languages. Whatever our language, we are bound together by shared dreams and an adherence to a common set of legal principles governing our society. One of those legal principles is Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. No person in the United States shall, on the ground of race, color, or national origin, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Let's focus on one part of Title VI, the prohibition against discrimination on the basis of national origin. What is national origin? It is different from citizenship or even where one was born. Simply put, national origin refers to ancestry, and national origin discrimination encompasses all actions that treat a person or group of people differently or more harshly because of that ancestry. One characteristic often associated with ancestry is language. Discrimination based on an individual's inability to speak, read, write, or understand English may be a type of national origin discrimination. If individuals have a limited ability to speak, read, write, or understand English, they are limited English proficient, or LEP. All state and local governments and all other entities that receive financial assistance from the federal government are called recipients. Recipients include entities such as hospitals, police departments, housing authorities, unemployment centers, and state agencies such as food stamp offices, welfare and social service agencies, and many others. Recipients must provide LEP individuals meaningful access to important benefits, information, services, encounters, and rights that are available to individuals who speak English. Title VI has been part of our nation's civil rights laws since 1964. Presidential Executive Order 13166 directed federal agencies to provide their recipients with guidance on how to comply with Title VI by taking reasonable steps to provide meaningful access to LEP persons. The order also told federal agencies themselves to provide meaningful access to LEP persons. So what does it mean to provide meaningful access? Although there are many factors that can be used, the federal guidance focuses on the following four factors to consider when determining how to provide meaningful access. First, the number or proportion of LEP persons in the community. The more people who speak a particular language and are eligible to be served or likely to be encountered, the more services in that language are needed. 
Second, the frequency of contact the recipient has or should have with LEP persons. The more frequent the contact, the greater the need for interpreters, translators, or other language assistance tools. Third, the nature and importance of the benefit, service, communication, or information to the LEP person. The more important, the more likely high-quality and timely language services are needed. Another way to think of this is to determine the consequences to an LEP person if communication is not effective. Fourth, the resources available along with the costs of providing language assistance. Smaller programs with more limited budgets generally are not expected to provide the same level and expense of language services as larger programs with larger budgets. Balancing these factors will help to determine the level of language services necessary to provide meaningful access. Tôi bị đau cổ tay, tôi bị té từ đau cổ tay. Can I help you? Trời đau quá. Do you speak English? 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 No English. Do you have anyone with you who could translate for you? This patient is in pain. He hardly speaks English and I can't even get a basic medical history from him. Got any ideas? Well, there's Boon Tan, our computer technician. She speaks an Asian language, but I'm not sure which one. Why don't I page her and see if she can help us out here? Hello, Boon Tan. We need your help. We have a patient here who speaks an Asian language, but we're not sure which one. What language do you speak? I speak Thai. Can you ask him what language he speaks and what his name is? Hello, cổ tay tôi bị đau quá. Swadika, khinh chưa rồi cả. Tôi cần sự giúp đỡ. Tôi càng lúc càng đau thêm. Yeah. I'm sorry, he doesn't speak Thai. I think he's speaking Vietnamese. Oh, okay. Thanks anyway, Boon Tan. Isn't Ms. Lay Vietnamese? Yes, but she left for the day. Sir, will you please sign these forms? Let's take him on back to get seen. Dr. Lepesh, this man doesn't speak much English. We have no medical history, just a signed consent for treatment. We think he may speak Vietnamese, but the only person we could have used to interpret was Ms. Lay, our receptionist, and she's gone for the day. Don't worry, sir. We'll take good care of you. We'll get an x-ray to start. An x-ray. Do you have any history of serious diseases or allergies to medication? Do you have any history of serious diseases or allergies to medication? Okay, uh, we'll give you some medication to help with the pain. 
down in 12, stat. His pulse is faint and he's barely breathing. Maybe it's a reaction to the codeine. This situation became life-threatening for the patient and could have been avoided. Without language assistance, the doctor and nurse were unable to communicate with the patient and unable to obtain his medical history. In this situation, this hospital is in a community where there are significant numbers of Vietnamese-speaking LEP persons who may need services. Emergency medical services are particularly urgent and important. The hospital is a large one and can reasonably access a variety of resources for language assistance. Clearly, the hospital needs to take reasonable steps to provide language assistance to ensure that this man has access to its services. Attempting to use a computer technician to interpret was not effective, as hospital staff were unable to identify the language they needed, did not know if the computer technician could serve as a competent interpreter for that language, and could possibly violate patient confidentiality. Now let's see what happens when competent language assistance is provided. Can I help you? Do you speak English? 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 No, no English. Sir, which one of these do you speak? Hi, Lynn. Thanks for getting here so quickly. This is the patient. Xin chào ông. Tên tôi là Lynn Nguyễn và tôi sẽ là người thông dịch của ông để giúp ông và bác sĩ nói chuyện với nhau. Trách nhiệm của tôi là để bảo vệ thông tin kín đáo của ông và thông dịch chính xác những lời nói giữa ông và bác sĩ. Nếu ông có thắc mắc nào thì xin ông cứ tự tiện hỏi. This is a form authorizing us to see, evaluate and treat you. Đây là đơn cho phép chúng tôi khám, đánh giá và chữa trị cho ông. The English is the same as what is written here in Vietnamese. Can you read and sign it please and let me know if you have any questions about it? Trong đơn này á, tiếng Anh cùng đồng nghĩa với tiếng Việt. Yêu cầu ông đọc và ký tên vào đó và xin ông cho biết nếu ông thắc mắc gì. My name is Malik Morgan and I'm a nurse. What is your name? Tên tôi là Malik Morgan và tôi là y tá. Tên ông là gì? Tôi tên là Thanh Pham. My name is Thanh Pham. Nice to meet you, Mr. Pham. Hân hạnh được biết ông Pham. Now, what brings you here today? Bây giờ ông đến đây có việc gì? Tôi bị té trên bố cực thang ở phía ngoài nhà của tôi. I fell down the last four stairs outside of my home. Tôi nghĩ là tôi bị gãy cổ tay, nó bị sưng lên liền, tôi không thể cử động với ngón tay tôi được nữa, đau quá không chịu nổi. I think I broke my wrist, um, it got swollen immediately and now I can hardly feel my fingers, they feel numb, the pain is unbearable. 
Dr. Lepesh, the patient's name is Tan Pham. He fell down some stairs and think he broke his wrist. He speaks Vietnamese and doesn't speak English, so we called Ms. Nguyen, one of the Vietnamese staff interpreters, to help. Hi, I'm Dr. Lepesh. When you fell, did you hit your head, lose consciousness, or do you hurt anywhere else? No, my wrist just hurts so much, and I cannot move it, or it hurts worse. Okay. Do you have any history of medical problems, or do you take any other medications regularly for any other condition? Ông có tiền sử y tế gì không? Ông có uống thuốc thường xuyên cho bệnh nào khác không? Không, tôi không nghĩ rằng tôi có bệnh ngặt nghèo nào. I don't have any serious diseases that I know of. Do you take any medication for the pain? À, vậy tốt, ông có uống thuốc gì để trị đau chưa? Thưa không, tôi không uống thuốc gì hết. Tôi đi thẳng tới đây liền. No, I haven't taken anything. I came here right away. Are you allergic to any medication? Ông có bị dị ứng với thuốc nào không? Dạ có. Tôi bị gãy chân mấy năm trước đây. Có cho tôi uống thuốc codeine. And tôi bị phản ứng với thuốc này. Tôi giờ được dặn không bao giờ nên uống thuốc này được nữa. Yes, I broke my leg a few years ago and was given codeine. I had a bad reaction was told never to take it again. We're going to get an x-ray of your wrist. Chúng tôi sẽ chụp quang tuyến cổ tay xo. Yes, thank you, doctor. The patient is allergic to codeine, so please give him Toradol instead. This hospital was able to avoid a life-threatening situation for an LEP patient because it had language assistance services. Let's review what happened. Using a language identification card, the doctor and nurse were able to identify the language spoken by the patient. You can download a sample card at www.lep.gov. Posting notices in commonly encountered languages to inform LEP persons of language assistance will encourage them to identify their language needs. The Social Security Administration has a language identification poster you can use. Then, the hospital used an on-site interpreter to provide meaningful communication with the patient. Given the size of the Vietnamese-speaking LEP population in its service area, the hospital decided that an effective way to provide language assistance is to have Vietnamese interpreters on staff. Hiring qualified bilingual staff or staff interpreters can be among the most economical options when particular languages are encountered often. Other options they could consider include Contract interpreters, often effective when there is not a regular need for language assistance. Use of telephone interpreter lines, which can often offer prompt interpreting assistance in numerous different languages, although these services can't convey nonverbal communication. Use of community volunteers, which can be a cost-effective supplemental option, particularly when formal arrangements are made with community-based organizations. Regardless of the type of oral language service used, quality and accuracy of the service is critical. For example, the competency of an interpreter means more than self-identification as bilingual. Interpreter competency includes 
demonstrated proficiency in and ability to communicate in both English and the other language, knowledge in both languages of specialized terms or concepts, understanding of confidentiality and impartiality rules, as well as the role of an interpreter. In addition, when contract interpreters or community volunteers are used to interpret, it is best to use interpreters who have been trained in the information and services that the program provides. There are additional methods to deliver cost-effective language assistance, using video conferencing interpretation services or other technology, pooling resources and standardizing documents to reduce translation needs, or centralizing interpreter and translator services to increase efficiency and minimize costs and administrative expenses. I'm sorry, I don't know what language you're speaking. Do you speak English? Uh, um, do you want an application? Oh, no, no English, um, Chinese. Uh, can you come back and bring someone with you who could help you in Chinese? You can take it home with you and, and bring it back in, or you can mail us the application. Um, uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I want to help you, but there's no one here that there's no one here who speaks Chinese. Um, you'll have to find someone else to help you. I'm sorry. The food stamp program is an important nutrition assistance program. It is available to all eligible low-income people in the United States and its territories. All applicants must be screened immediately to determine if their need for food assistance is urgent. If an applicant's need is urgent, the law requires that the applicant receive food stamp benefits within seven days. Also, a food stamp program applicant has the right to submit his or her food stamp application on the same day that he or she comes into the office. This right is very important to applicants because the sooner their application is submitted and approved, the sooner they can receive the needed nutrition assistance that the food stamp program provides. Let's go back to the four-factor analysis. The food stamp program, one, receives many applications from LEP persons. Two, frequently serves a significant number of LEP low-income households. Three, meets the urgent nutritional needs of low-income households. And four, provides nutrition services to LEP applicants which outweighs the financial costs of doing so. 
In addition, state and local food stamp program offices are required by federal food stamp program regulations to assess the needs of the LEP community and, based on the needs of the most frequently encountered LEP languages, design a plan to respond effectively to those needs. Specifically, the regulations require that if an individual food stamp office serves more than 100 low-income households speaking the same non-English language, then the food stamp office must provide bilingual staff and print materials, including the food stamp application, to address that group's language needs. Because the receptionist could not communicate with the LEP woman, she was then forced to find her own translator and interpreter and was not provided meaningful access to the food stamp program. Mrs. Lee is now unable to submit the food stamp program application on the day she received it. So the Lee family will experience an unnecessary delay in getting the benefits to which they are entitled. Now let's see how the situation could have been handled better if the food stamp office had a plan for providing services to LEP individuals. Hi. May I help you? I'm sorry, I don't speak Chinese. You'll have to go and see Brenda. She's our Chinese-speaking caseworker. Hey,您好,我叫Brenda,请问您叫什么名字,有什么事情我可以帮你忙吗? 如果您方便的话,您可以现在就填写这些基本的资料。然后我们今天就可以告诉您,您是否能获得这项福利。如果您今天能教回填好的资料,我们就能够尽快的把这份福利交给您。您只要先把这些基本的资料先交给我,其他
You always boss people around, Stacy. You think people are so scared of you, but I'm not. Now give me my ball back. You should have kept it in your yard then. Give me back my ball or... Or your what? What are you going to do? <coughs> Get off of me. No, stop, 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 stop. Who do you think you are? What gives you the right to push my daughter? Uh, I... How would you like it if I pushed your daughter? I am helping. Uh, these girls... Uh, I, I do not know. Um, Natalia, say what has happened. She came into our yard and she pushed me. I told her to leave me alone and to keep her ball away from me. But she pushed me anyway. You had better speak English. Your daughter owes my daughter an apology. Natalia, apologize to Stacy right now. Do not talk to Natalia. Do not talk to Natalia. I don't understand what you're saying. Speak English. I know you can speak it. Natalia, tell her to speak English. Stop yelling at my mother. Leave her alone. Your mother is clearly out of control. Did you call from a neighbor that there's possible assault here? Officers. What seems to be going on? Officers, I am so glad that you are here. This woman is deranged. She tried to assault me and my daughter. Ma'am, is this true? I, 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 I want to I I'll tell you what happened. This woman and her family, they have been nothing but trouble since they moved into this neighborhood. Please, just tell me what happened today. Well, I came out into the yard and I see her pushing around my daughter. No one touches my daughter but me. I want you to arrest her right now. Is this true? Did you push this woman's little girl? I, I, I am sorry. Uh, no. Oh, no. Please. Please. Oh. Did you push her? Did you push this little girl? Uh, I told you what happened. Please. N no police. No police. Uh, uh, didn't you hear me? I told you what happened. She pushed around my daughter and then she tried to do the same to me. Ma'am, please calm down. Ma'am, do you speak any English? Oh, she speaks English. Oh, believe me, she speaks English. That is, she speaks English real good. That is just an act. She doesn't know much English. Oh. Ask your mother to tell us what happened. And tell your mother that assault is a very serious matter. And that if she did it, we can arrest her and put her in jail. No, no, no. Вы не можете забрать меня от моего ребенка. Вы не можете меня увезти от нее. My mother said she's sorry. Please don't take her away. Yep, ma'am, where do you think you're going? You need to come back with me to the car so we can sort this whole thing out. No, please, please no, no. The police could have handled this situation better. Generally, the use of children to interpret for the officer or the mother is inappropriate. Recipients, such as the police, may not plan to rely on children, friends, family members, or other informal interpreters to provide meaningful access. Relying on these types of informal interpreters raises many concerns. First, there is no way to know whether they are fluent in both languages or if they know the terms used by the particular recipient in both languages. This can cause confusion and serious consequences. Second, they are not trained to interpret which is a special skill requiring accuracy and completeness. 
Third, there may be confidentiality issues and concerns. For instance, the LEP person may not be comfortable sharing personal, medical, legal, economic, or other information with a friend or family member. Conflicts of interest can also occur. For example, when a police officer uses a witness or other person involved in a situation as an interpreter. Further, asking the LEP person to provide his or her own interpreter places an added burden on that person. All of these issues are of even greater concern when children are involved. For all of these reasons and more, it's important for recipients to plan ahead and find appropriate ways to communicate with LEP persons. However, in unforeseen emergency situations where no better alternative is available, the temporary use of children or other family members as interpreters may be necessary. Ask your mother to tell us what happened and tell your mother that assault is a serious offense and that if she did it, we can arrest her and put her in jail. Wait, wait, we can't ask her to do that. She's just a child. She's too emotionally involved and she probably isn't even capable of telling her mother what you asked. Yeah, you're right, I forgot. Got any better ideas? Yeah, Ivanov speaks fluent Russian. He's on a beat near here, but I'm not sure if he's working today. Uh, see if the station can radio him here. Okay, and if he's not available, I'll, I'll ask the station to patch us into the telephonic interpretation system. Wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on? Aren't you going to arrest her? Ma'am, stay calm, we're handling the situation. As soon as we get someone to interpret in Russian, we'll sort the situation out. Ma'am, I'm going to show you something. Okay. This situation was handled better. The officers did not use the child to interpret for them or ask her to interpret for her mother. Instead, the officers are going to contact Officer Ivanov. They also have a backup plan and can use a telephonic interpretation service if Officer Ivanov is unavailable. Also, the officer had a note card in Russian that explained the Russian speaker would be provided. The police department has assessed the population it encounters and found ways to communicate more effectively with its LEP population. Williams, did you get the information we need? Yeah, we got the numbers on the LEP population in our jurisdiction. According to the census data, we have a large LEP Russian population. We've got information on the LEP population from the school district and from the community groups we spoke to. We've also got a general estimation of how often the department encounters LEP individuals from our survey of our staff. Yeah, and we've been working with the budget people and others, like you had asked, to find out how much it would cost to get a contract for a telephonic interpretation service. Great. Did you also compile a list of all the people in the department who speak another language? Yeah, we got that too. Okay, we may have to review this list more closely to make sure that all the people who say they're bilingual really are competent when it comes to communicating and getting information from LEP people. Yes, sir. I'll take care of that. Okay, this LEP plan we're drafting is a work in progress, but we need to get something out to the folks in the department who come into contact with the public to let them know what procedures to use when they encounter LEP people. Also, we need to train dispatchers and our cops on the street. Make sure we get information out at roll call, and that the dispatcher supervisor meets with his folks right away to let them know what the procedures will be. I'll uh, talk to the captain over at the training academy. We can add some training for our current and future recruit classes and then set up some in-service training for everyone else. Okay, 
you've got your assignments. We will talk more at the next meeting. Okay. If an LEP individual believes he or she has been unlawfully discriminated against, complaints may be filed with the manager of the program and with the federal agency that provides funds to the program. Recipients must tell people how to file complaints. As a last resort, complaints can be sent to the Department of Justice, which serves as a government clearinghouse for complaints. More information on LEP and Title VI, including how to file complaints, can be found at www.lep.gov. The stories you have seen illustrate some consequences of failure to provide appropriate language assistance. These same stories highlight some examples of cost-effective ways to ensure meaningful access. Each of us must work together to help identify and respond to the language needs of the communities we live in and serve. Working together, we all can ensure that meaningful access means the same thing in every language. 911, what is the problem? Donan rápido, auxilio! El piso se rompió. Mi nieta, mi nenita está herida, sangrando. Do you speak English? English, no. Por favor, espera una operadora que habla español. Señora, ¿cuál es el problema? Ay, mi nieta está herida, sangrando. El piso del ático se rompió. ¿Puede ver a su nieta ahora? Sí. ¿Dónde está sangrando? ¿Y está despierta? En el costado. Está sangrando en el costado. Está llorando. Sabe que le duele. Ok, señora. ¿Cuál es su dirección? Vivimos en la calle 9, número 529. Vengan rápido. Estoy enviando a alguien ahora. Por favor, no cuelgue todavía. Bien, por favor, apúrense. Unit 25, what is your 20? Unit 25, we have an 1131 at 529 9th Street. Repeat, 529 9th Street, reporting an 1147 John due to fall through attic floor, bleeding from side but alert. 1141 being made. Grandmother will meet you at the front and will stay online until handoff. Be advised that the Spanish language assistance needed. Señora, va en camino un agente que habla español y una ambulancia. Por favor, reciba a la gente en el frente de su casa y llévelo donde su nieta. Pero no cuelgue, sino hasta que él llegue, para que me pueda decir si necesita alguna ayuda. Listo, ya llegaron. Gracias, muchas gracias. Ok, señora, ahora voy a colgar el teléfono. Ahora la gente podrá ayudarla a usted y a su nieta. Adiós.